When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, of all the processes that we foster and observe in our botanical-style aquariums, probably none is more fundamental than the decomposition of the leaves and seed pods and bark that we love to play with around here. And the most amazing thing is that the very processes that we see in our aquariums have been occurring in nature for eons. I know we've talked about this before, but it kind of blows my mind sometimes. Now, by making those mental shifts to accept these processes and foster them, as well as their rather unique aesthetics, we're actually helping to unlock, you know, potential benefits for our fishes like never before. And it all starts with stuff breaking down, the process of decomposition. Now, decomposition is an amazing process by which nature uh, takes materials uh, and (laughs) I'm using the word process a lot, but that's what they do. It takes the materials and processes them. Uh, for use by the greater ecosystem. It's the first part of the recycling of nutrients that were used by the plant from which the botanical material came from. In other words, a a seed pod that falls off a tree. And when it falls in the water, when it decays, it's broken down and converted into more simple organic forms, which become food for all kinds of organisms at the base of the ecosystem. So in aquatic ecosystems, much of the the initial breakdown of botanical materials is conducted by detritivores, specifically fishes, aquatic insects, and invertebrates, which serve to begin the process by feeding upon the tissues of the seed pod or leaf while other species utilize the waste products which are produced during this process for their nutrition. In these habitats like streams and flooded forests, a variety of species sort of work in tandem with each other with various organisms carrying out different stages of the decomposition process. And it's all broken down into three distinct phases identified by ecologists. It goes something like this. Let's take a leaf. A leaf falls into the water. After it's submerged, some of the solutes, which are substances which dissolve in liquids, in this case, um, sugars, carbohydrates, tannins, etc., etc., all the solutes in the leaf uh, uh, leach into the water rather quickly. And interestingly enough, this leaching stage is known by science to be more of an artifact of lab work, or in our case, aquarium work, which utilizes dried leaves as opposed to fresh ones. So in other words, it happens quickly when you use dried leaves like we do, but in nature, the fresh leaves or freshly fallen natural leaves tend to leach these materials over a longer period of time during the breakdown and decomposition process. Hmm, is that a case for experimenting with fresh leaves? Perhaps. On the other hand, this is yet another reason why it's not a bad idea to prep your leaves because it'll help quickly leach out many of the things you don't want, like sugars and starches and things that could degrade water quality a little bit in closed systems. So dried leaves are not a problem for what we do. Um, the second stage of the, of the process is called the conditioning phase in which microbial colonization in the leaf takes place. In other words, uh, various microorganisms begin to consume some of the tissues of the leaf, at least softening it up a bit and making it more palatable for those aforementioned detritivores. The last phase is called fragmentation, and it's exactly what, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the physical late breakdown of the leaf by various organisms ranging from small crustaceans and shrimp to fungi and even fishes, collectively known as shredders. It's been suggested by some ecologists that microbes might be more important than shredders in, topicals, in tropical streams because they function at the base of the ecosystem. 
Now, the fauna composition differs between habitats, yet most of the studies that I found will tell you that chironomidae, which are insect larvae, think about bloodworms, that's what they are, chironomids, are the most abundant in many of these tropical streams, pools, flooded forests, and riffles in the initial period of a leaf breakdown. So the botanical material is broken down into various products utilized by a variety of life forms, as we discussed already. The particles are then distributed downstream by the currents and are available for consumption by a variety of other organisms, which comprise, you guessed it, aquatic food webs. Now, there's several primary breakdown products that are considered in the decomposition product uh, process. There's bacterial, fungal, and shredder biomass, dissolved organic matter, fine you know, particulate organic matter, and inorganic mineralization products like carbon dioxide, ammonia, phosphate, etc. In tropical streams, a high decomposition rate has been related to high fungal activity, which is really interesting. So those little fungi, uh, uh, they accomplish quite a bit. Now, interestingly, scientists have noted that the leaves of many tropical plant species tend to have higher concentrations of what are called secondary compounds and are more recalcitrant compounds than do leaves of temperate species. In other words, um, the high concentration of things like tannins and so forth in tropical species supposedly inhibit leaf breakdown rates in tropical streams. It's kind of bizarre, right? Counterintuitive. And that may be why you see leaf litter beds that last for many, many years and become known features in, you know, rivers and streams and tributaries and in parts of the tropics like Amazon and, and so forth. There's a lot of stuff going on in those litter beds in the world, isn't there? It's a dynamic, fascinating process. Part of why we find the idea of a botanical-style aquarium so compelling Many of the organisms, from microbes to microcrustaceans to fungi, are almost never seen except by the most observant and keen-eyed hobbyists. But they're there. They're doing what they've done for eons. They work slowly and very methodically over weeks and months, converting all that botanical material into forms that are more readily assimilated by themselves and other aquatic organisms. The real cycle of life. And another reason why the surrounding tropical forests are so vital to life, when you think about it, that alochthonous leaf material, the stuff that comes from the trees, as a source of energy for stream, for stream invertebrates, insects, and fishes can't be understated. It's amazing. So when we preserve the rainforests and the surrounding terrestrial habitats, we're also preserving the aquatic life forms which are found there when the waters return. And in our aquariums, we're just beginning to understand and appreciate the real benefits of using leaves and botanicals, not just for cool or unusual aesthetics to, or to tint the water, but to create these truly, naturally, ecologically stable aquatic systems that you know, are great for the health and well-being of our fishes that we love so much. And it all starts with leaves falling into the water and breaking down. It's still very early days. We're still learning a lot and experimenting with this. But I wanted to kind of get that into your head to think about how important this process is and what exactly happens when a leaf you know, falls into the water or botanical or whatever. And decomposition is not something to be afraid of. It's actually something to be fostered. Now, Again, every single one of us, when we embark on one of these botanical-style aquariums, we're helping to contribute to the state-of-the-art of this aquarium hobby and pushing out into areas that we haven't previously. And I think that's really exciting. So enjoy the process. Stay curious. Stay observant. Stay experimental. Stay bold. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman, Tenant Aquatics. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tenant.